Yo, 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 what's up? Welcome to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. I am your host, Oz, and we're here another week talking about the quakes. And now, now it's nice. Now it's good. Now we got some wins under the belt to talk about. Um, But anyway, before we get into this, I do want to remind everybody to please, please subscribe wherever you do listen to this. And if you're just listening to this, hitting the the link on the Twitter or something, I highly suggest that that you subscribe. This this podcast is available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, our iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, it's or iTunes, Google or Apple Podcasts, whatever the fuck they call it nowadays. Anyway. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. It's cool because I don't have to sell podcasts anymore. Everybody knows what the fuck they are. Everybody has their own podcast. So now you go where you listen to your podcast. You put football with a hesitation. I come up. I'm right there with my cool hat, my sunglasses, Adavaya. You hit subscribe. Every time I got a new episode come out, boom, it's in your phone. You just got to hit play, baby. You're driving to Avaya. It's an away game. You're just chilling. You're you know getting ready for the game. Hit play. You listen. You listen to football without hesitation. Um, and you know you want to. You know you want to. Now that the Quakes are winning. Now that the Quakes are winning. People are paying attention. People are paying attention. Nobody knows what to make of this team. How about that, dude? This fucking team is so amazing. How, uh, okay. How about that? That that's one thing that the Quakes have had for a long time now is that nobody knows what to make of them. You know, 2012, Supporters Shield, fucking Wando scoring 20, 28, 29 goals. You know, what, what was that? 2013, not the same team. Nobody knows what to make of this team, but right now they're on the upside. So it's fucking fun out here. It's fucking fun out here in Northern California. I'm not going to lie. Um, and right now the Quakes are in. Uh, it's been, dude. I didn't record this podcast last week, you know, so I, I missed one week. And in that one week, the Quakes have three fucking matches. It's been three matches since the last time we recorded. So there's a there's a fair amount to catch up to. So let's get right into this. Um, okay, so right now, the Quakes, ninth place in the Western Conference still. I think that that's where they were last time. More points. More points. Seven points now. Seven points. Two wins. Five losses and a tie or a draw for all our European fans over there. Uh, welcome. But yeah, two, five, and one. Much different, much different, um, much different record than than even three weeks ago. So, so okay. We're on the upside. Uh, the Supporter Shield. Dude, now we're a quarter way into the season. I know the, the first several episodes of, of this podcast, it was kind of funny. Oh, Supporter Shield, whoever leads it four or five weeks in. Hey, guess what? We're 25% into the season now. 25% into the season. Again, that 25% is gone. And LAFC still leads Supporter Shield. Man, I don't know. Um, it's too too early to be like, oh, some kind of legendary team or anything. But damn, they look good. And you know who's right behind them on 19 points? Galaxy. This is... I mean, I'm enjoying what the Quakes are doing these last several weeks, but damn, when L.A., both two L.A. teams are doing that well, yeah, it's still just, it just it's not right. It's not right. We got to do something about that. It's coming up, baby. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, and th- that's what we're talking about. Quakes. Quakes started the season and, and looked l- historically terrible. I, I personally thought they were going to get it. You know, they were going to figure it out. It, it was obviously this this man marking thing is is exhausting for American soccer players. So it's going to take a while, and it looks like it's kind of figured out. So the last four matches, the Quakes, 2-1-1, one, one, got a winning record. That's seven points in the last four matches. Amazing. Amazing. What's super amazing, who leads the team in goals right now? Who leads the team in goals 25% into the season? One quarter of the season gone. Who leads the San Jose Earthquakes? And the Quakes are doing pretty good? Shea Salinas. Who the fuck would have called that one, huh? Huh? Who would have predicted that? Shea Salinas, who's had the captain's R band, I think, the last three matches. He leads the Quakes right now in goals. Four goals, one goal above who's in who's, I mean, who's in going to end up in the lead at the end of the year? It's that fucking beautiful Dutch man, maybe. Um but home, but holy shit, holy shit! You know the quakes are in this season now. It's awake. Uh, people around the coast still don't know what to do. No one will ever just come out and say, "Hey, you know what? Here it is. I think the quakes are actually a good soccer team." No one will ever come out and say that. Everyone will say, "I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they can continue doing this, and I, I don't know what's going on in San Jose, but." It's strange, and let's look at it like there's like we're some kind of fucking zoo animal. This is an original MLS franchise. It's got two championships, two at least two supporter shields, two supporter shields. It's got legendary players. The fuck out of here, dude! Show some goddamn respect to the to this fucking club. Show some goddamn respect, you know. What was it? Put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my name. Come on. I'm not, we're Charlemagne now. I got to yell at Charlemagne. Call me Birdman, baby. Call me Birdman. Speaking of Birdman, uh, that last game after the after this last podcast, the Quakes in out to Houston. Lost. Lost 2-1. to one. They lost 2-1 to one to Houston, who is Quakes 1.0. First of all, and also, it's it, they're one of the better teams in the in this first first you know first quarter of the season. Houston is up there, especially in the West. They have not lost at home, and well, they still haven't. And the Quakes went there. They were they, and and they played well. They played well. They guess they ended up losing two to one, but but I mean the way the games had been going previously, it. It looked like something was happening. It looked like, you know, people were like, ah, is this a fluke, Houston? You know, they've been they've playing CONCACAF and all that. You know, maybe maybe something happened. But then a week later, Quakes come back home and they play Sporting Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City, of course, just kind of ever since they've entered the league, they've, they've been one of the better teams. And they're, they still are. And the Quakes fucking dismantled them. The Quakes fucking dismantled them out of Aya. It was, it it was it was it was amazing. It, it was a great performance by the Quakes. 
I mean, a- after they, they beat Portland, you know, Portland again, they're not home till June. It, it's a weird situation. They, they look like they're in disarray. And then they play Houston. They lose to Houston just barely. And it's like, wait, okay, maybe what, what's going on here? And then Sporting comes up and the Quakes absolutely dis- destroy Sporting. And people are like, hey, maybe this man marking thing that Almeida's got, they got something. So then, uh, again, that Saturday, they destroy Sporting. This last Wednesday, they go up to Seattle, take up 2 to nothing lead. In the second half, again, they they give up the lead, which has been that issue. But... This is, again, a Seattle team that is undefeated at home. And come on, it's probably better. If you look at just just number-wise, just on paper, Seattle's probably got a better team than the San Jose Earthquakes. And the Quakes went up there and fucking... And and changed some people's mind. People, again, people don't know what to make of it. People don't know what to make of this team. But if you've been watching this team, if you've been following this team, it you know it's not that weird, and and it's not this fucking anomaly. You know, the the question had been when you know when Almeida came in, can can the Quakes get that fitness? You know, can can they keep up with with this system? And if they can. Again, it, it is uh, people keep saying it's unorthodox, it's weird, it's strange. Um, but it, but if the Quakes can do it, they can succeed. How far they can take that, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, this isn't a. This is not. I, I'm still not going to say this is some playoff caliber team that all of a sudden there's some, you know, MLS Cup sleeper. No, fuck that. But but really, if you've been watching this team for a while, and if you watch them now. You may think I don't know. You may think that, that that this system can get figured out, but this team is having fun, and there's something about when a, when professional athletes have fun and are just able again to not think about where they are on the table or or where or, you know where they stand in the team, and, and they're able just to have fun and, and play the game. Bro, I, I mean, come on, this is the Bay Area. We we just recently. You know, when the Giants went through their, you know, this little run of of World Series championships, they weren't necessarily the best teams, but they were just having fun, you know? The fans were out there having fun. The team was out there. They, they could be themselves. Their own personality could shine. And so when they played, they were more comfortable. And, and again, and the, you don't have to be the best player in the world at that point. If you're a very, very good athlete or player and you're comfortable. So so that that's the one thing that I'm seeing, especially these last three weeks. I, I don't know. I can't say if if, you know, other managers will figure out how to defend this man marking uh, style that Almeida has. I don't know if, if it'll last. I you know, I, I don't know what the what the future is gonna bring. With this system, but if you've been watching this team for a while, these players are, are having fun. These players are acting different, and you can see again. Shea Salinas leads the team in goals, 
with four, and and that ain't that's not a fluke. That he that's the most goals he scored in a season ever in his MLS career. And he's at like what do I have? He's at like four hundred something minutes. It's it's outrageous. It's it's outrageous the performance that Almeida is getting out of him. And again, it, it, skill wise, Shea Salinas versus a lot of M- MLS players, not the best. But a Shea Salinas that's having fun, that that's able to express himself on the pitch in his way. I don't know that 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 can be dangerous, and at least that's going to be better than it has been in the past. But yeah, I mean these last three weeks are really really showing what what this team can do. This team, again, it it's has enough fitness it seems like to play in this system. Oh, and and here's one thing where where a, a lot of I called them pundits in my article earlier today, uh, the preview of of tomorrow's match. But a a lot of people are saying, can the Quakes keep this up? Can, you know, physically, stamina-wise, this this type of game that they're playing? Well, one one of the the standouts of the Quakes' early season so far is Christian Espinoza. Christian Espinoza has only missed 10 minutes this season. 10 fucking minutes! And he's heavily involved in the match every single time. And he doesn't seem to be slowing down. And again, he comes from Argentina. Well, again, I grant that's where I made that from. I'm, I'm sure that it's a easier it's easier for them to connect. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I spoke Spanish for like my first, you know, it was my only language for like the first seven years of my life. I know what it's like you know, to, to be able to connect with somebody like that. But but the thing is, this system is so strange to MLS, but I think around the world, when somebody's used to playing, I mean, you come up in the, in the youth and you're playing 10 months a year. And those other two months that you're not playing, you're probably playing indoor or fucking futsal or some shit. And... So, so I think Americans are, are looking at this and saying, dude, Almeida is going to fucking wear his team out. But all the foreign players are like, this is what we've been wanting. This, this, this is how we've been training. Whether, I mean, the, the skill level or the technical, you know, ability might not be there, but you train hard. And that's soccer. That's soccer. I, I don't know. That's what it is. That, that that's why in international level a twenty seven year old is is pretty old is veteran level player, whereas in NFL or baseball or something a twenty six twenty seven year old that's somebody that's about to hit their prime. So yeah, that I don't know. That's where a, a lot of these these uh, no people that that know this sport that talk about this sport in this country that are like, I don't know, this might be a fluke. Like they think this team's going to wear out. Honestly, I think a lot of these players is, this is, this is what the training they're used to and they're only going to get better. The only thing is how good are they (laughs) compared to the rest of the league? You know, 
Um, uh, uh, this roster, we've said it before, it's not the strongest. And again, I love this team. I'm not trying to disparage them, but but that's tough. You know, you can only Shea Salinas can only give you the best effort, and you can only get so much out of him for so long. Even if he wants to, even if he still has that stamina, um, especially dude, this Western Conference is fucking crazy. This Western Conference is crazy. Um, but yeah, but again. A, a professional athlete that's having fun to me is is very scary, and I only, I say that not being a professional athlete, never had to play anybody at that high level that's had fun, but but watching sports for all these years, uh, a professional athlete that's having fun that's not thinking about the little things is is very very scary, and that's where the quakes are right now. Dude, and if, if you don't fucking believe me, like I said, check out, dude, Tommy Tom, go check out Tommy Thompson's Instagram account. Fucking Almeida did a barbecue, or what do they call it? An asada or some shit? I don't know what they call it down in Argentina. Those fools love their meat. But this dude did a fucking team barbecue. Almeida was right there manning the grill. It was the shit. It was the sh- I, I mean, dude, I... I've not been in the locker room. I've not been in the locker room, but I'm telling you, I've I've been following. I've been at most of the home games since 2013. There's no way that this team has ever had this much fun. There's no fucking way. Uh, the head, the head coach, barbecuing in your stadium. Nah, I don't know. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. But anyway, the Quakes, it, it, this fucking crazy week keeps going. It's crazy week keeps going. Uh, Saturday, the 27th, I don't know when you're listening to this, but they got FC Dallas coming up. FC Dallas, just just good. One of them teams is always good every year, it seems like. Right now they're fourth in the West, 8-5-2 and two record, 14 goals for nine goals against so you know plus five goal differential pretty good but not 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 spectacular you know and especially when dude, the quakes have not they haven't lost to dallas since july of 2016 dude they have not lost to them since that time and last year for anyone that, that was around last year following the quakes you, you know the quakes had four wins last year four fucking wins half of those wins came against FC Dallas so how about that we got your fucking card Dallas we got your card you play you play in a city called Frisco no respect no fucking respect I don't know why I'm sure it's got its reason why it's called that but you fucking play in a city called Frisco yeah that you deserve you deserve to get these mollywops by the quakes um but so it's a but it's Dallas. It's Dallas. Again, this is a good team. Dallas has they've won four of their last five matches. Then they've they've not given up more than two goals this whole season. This is a good team. This is a this is a, a, a good team. It's it's another good challenge, especially again for the Quakes, who like if don't have the strongest roster, don't have the deepest roster. If you can again win at home. Tie on the road in in Seattle, and I don't, and you know, do something respectable in Dallas. Then a lot of people, 
have to change their perspective of like, oh, well, this is kind of a fluky team that that you know just went on a run. It's like, no, this is this is a decent squad that is figuring out how to win. Um, will they? I don't know. It, it, it's a it's a big one. It's 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 a big it's a big match. Uh, dude, and I've I've loved trying to break these teams down. You know, I, I love you go to MLS soccer. They give you all these stats. You go to like who scored or transfer market or whatever, and you get you can get a bunch of stats now for for MLS teams. And you, if you look at all them, you can start you know seeing how a team operates and what they do. And and the last three weeks have actually been pretty easy. You you can pretty easily uh, you know the, the last three opponents kind of break it down like this is what they're going to try to do and this is plan B and if you could get them into plan C then you're really you're really pushing them um but I've been looking at at Dallas the last couple of days and I can't figure it out I can't figure it out part of me I, I look at it and it was like this is a pretty pedestrian team this isn't it's early in the season so I think that's that's why they're so high up there but then again, you look at other stats and you look at other numbers, and you're like, "Wait, no, this is just, this is just a solid team that that puts in a, a good production week after week, and they might get blown out or lose a game or, or something, but but overall, they're, they're going to stay in it. So it's it's really it's really tricky to to try to be like, oh man, if the Quakes can exploit this." Or, or if they exploit that, or if Dallas figures this out, then it's going to be bad. And I hate to call them a, like a, I hate to call again Dallas, some kind of middle of the road team. There's no, there's really no player that that stands out as this is the key, and there, there's nothing, you know. Like oh the set pieces or whatever is where they excel. They just kind of do everything pretty good, and in in the way MLS is is built currently, I th- I think that might be enough. Because if, if you do, you know, if you do ten things pretty good, you you have a lot better chance of winning against a team that does four things okay and six things average. I guess okay and average are kind of similar. But you know what I mean. You know, if if you don't you're you're slightly better than average at more things versus somebody that's only average at all those things, you might do better. And Fuck, that's, I'm dude. As I'm saying that, I'm like, does that even make sense? I don't think that makes sense to me. That basically, what I'm trying, I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk down about Dallas, but they're a good team that I don't think is that good. They're, they're a good team that I don't think they're they're really competing for an MLS Cup. They're definitely going to be in the playoffs. They're definitely going to do some good things, but they're not good enough to win MLS Cup. And and again, and it's hard for me to say that because it kind of sounds like I'm talking down about them. That's a fucking great. That's a great squad. That's a great squad. And if the Quakes can go in there, you know, second game on the road in 
in a week and put in a, a good performance similar to what went on in Houston or somehow get a point or a win, then all these people that are saying, oh, this this Almeida system that's just confusing people and, and people don't get it, like, y'all got to start changing your opinion. This is a different team. And if... Again, if FC Dallas just be just being average most of the time can be one of the best teams in the West, what can the Quakes be if they can consistently beat these average teams? I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, I'm not saying this. I don't know if I sound fucking smug or condescending or anything. I don't want to, you know, seem like I'm on a fucking high horse all of a sudden because this team's won a couple of games. But... But uh, again, I, I'm, I'm I'm curious. At this this league isn't the the parity is kind of close. The worst team from the best team isn't that much. And so I don't know, I don't know what it is. All I know is that it, it, I'm like soccer drunk. There's been so many so many games, so much going on. I'm trying to write. I've been trying to talk. I've been trying to take notes, and. And hopefully I navigate like the Quakes. Just just get those, just slow and steady, get those points, eat that barbecue, and come back home, baby. So uh, anyway, yeah, we'll see tomorrow against Dallas. I, I, I'm much more optimistic than I was three weeks ago. And I, I, I don't know if they can get three points, but history is on their side currently, and history is on, on you know, Again, for the last three years, history is on their side. And for the last three weeks, history is on the Quakes' side. So we'll see what they can do. Good luck. Go Quakes. We'll catch you all next week. Peace out.